0: Hi, I'm Fred Eichler. Welcome to the Everything Eichler Podcast, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. And today, I am here with Jason Nickerson, and he works with BOG, but uh, as a larger umbrella, he works with American Outdoor Brands. Jason, thanks for coming today. Thanks for having me. We've been hanging out and having fun, haven't we?
1: Quite a bit. A lot of
0: of rounds gone downrange. Yeah. How How many... how many bullets do you think we've shot in there's just the last two days?
1: It's hard to say. It's been rim fire, center fire, shot shells. I couldn't. It's in the thousands. I would say comfortably, yeah, three easily. to five thousand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been nuts. So what's what's really fun is uh, me and Jason have known each other for a long time. Jason, you've got a pretty cool history in the outdoor industry as well. You know, you started off at Midway yeah. and uh, Larry and, and Potterfield, who is arguably, you know, one of the most recognizable names. We can all do that. What did he? What's he famous for?
1: Thanks for your business. Yeah, that's
0: right. I'm Larry Potter. Thanks for your business. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So you got to work there for what? What did you do at uh, Midway?
1: Well, I, I started there in 2006, and I was actually the, I guess what you'd call copywriter. We called it technical specialist, and basically I wrote the product text. Uh, I kind of had suggested sales, substitute sales that we'd put on the website for every one of our products. So, like I said, I was the single one in that company at the time doing that with a manager. Holy cow. And then I kind of worked my way up. So from there, I kind of helped start the hunting line there. That was in 2007. Uh, became the purchaser, did that for a few years, did some product management, and then uh, went into the merchandising manager role. So that was actually over hunting, archery, camping, knives and tools, and black powder. Holy so cow. It was pretty little, cool. It was a little bit, but it was awesome. Pretty cool job. Yeah, absolutely. And good time, good people, learned a ton, and uh, got ingrained in this industry, which is... You can't get out once you get your finger in it. So. Oh,
0: that's so true. Once you get involved in the hunting industry, you want to stay in. Because there's so many great people. Absolutely. I mean, you and me got to be friends really hunting together. Yep. You know what I mean? Going yep. out, and, and uh, we've had some good times not only shooting together, uh, but, but going out hunting together. And now you work with BOG, and your brand manager. Everybody knows BOG, like from the BOG pod, yeah. you know, you monopods, the bipods, tripods, um, and more recently, one that i'm super excited about
1: the death grip that thing's been ridiculous it's been you know walkbot's always been known for quality product uh it was it was kind of had this uh i don't know if i'd call it niche but it definitely had its loyal loyal fan base and users and we went in last year and really just kind of wanted to stir up the market Uh, the market you know we want to be the leader in that have a larger have a larger role in kind of the uh the market share inside of that and outside of that you know we want to set ourselves up for even more success and, and uh, expansion later so basically what we did is we took the bog pod and made it into bog itself so uh kind of shortened it up and, and what you see is we made the made the products actually a little hopefully a little more recognizable there have been awesome products people know the uh, the CLD and the RLD and all that but there's a lot of acronyms and what we wanted to just kind of shorten that up give it a name give it an identity and a feel so we kind of came out with the Havoc and the Adrenaline, the Death Grips, you know. So hopefully stuff that people would kind of gravitate towards, remember, make it a little easier. Because people always ask, what's RLD stand for? And, you know, it's Red-Legged Devil. But uh, we wanted something that was a little more identifiable and and uh, something they could keep a hold of. So.
0: Well, Pog's been just uh, impressive. It's been an impressive piece of equipment, and I've used all of them, the monopod, the bipod. I really, I would say 98% of the time, I use a tripod because it just gives me such a solid rest that I love it. And usually it was always the bog tripod that I would go to. That was my go to for coyotes, fox, big game, small game, whatever I was doing. And I would practice and sight in that way. You know, a lot of people, you know what, I would start out, you know what I mean? Usually on a lead sled, just, to, you know, don't I even mean, get it dialed. And then I would always tell people the best bet, the best practice you can have is don't go straight from a lead sled and, and sighting your gun in feeling comfortable and then shooting off a you know monopod a bipod or a tripod because you can actually have a different impact based on you know what kind of rest you're sighting your rifle in on a lot of people don't realize especially on longer range shots what a huge difference that can have downrange.
1: yeah absolutely and not like you said you don't go to the range and got a, a big bore gun or something you put it in the lead sled and it sure helps get you close but at the end of the day it's not the same as having it on your shoulder or having it in a a tripod or, or just freehand, whatever it is, it's just not exactly the same. So it's it's important to get close and then actually practice the way you hunt, right?
0: Right, it, and that's my thing is I tell everybody, practice the way you shoot. You know, same thing with the bow. You know, I, I shoot broadheads all the time. I rarely shoot field points because that's what I'm hunting with. And it's the same thing with my rifles. When I'm going to go out after coyotes or if I'm going to go after game, whatever I'm going to go after, I want to practice exactly like I'm going to be in the field. But you guys came out with the death grip and you know man i got a prototype and it was so funny because i was like this thing is amazing and the prototype i I think it was like 9.2 pounds am i
1: right there Uh, it's actually so the carbon fiber is eight and a half so just slightly under that i was close so eight and a half pounds
0: so you know at first you go man it's a little bigger than the regular you know bog tripod Mm -hmm. i was using but the advantage of it it locks a gun down it's a solid stable platform and you can do anything off of it i mean it's literally like being on the range it's like it's it is like shooting off a rest and not just a a tripod because it grips a gun so it's been super handy for me as a guide and outfitter you know and a shooter to to mess with that but to me that's been one of the coolest things you you guys have done in a long time as far as new and innovative and totally different and i think it was this is kind of cool and can i share this with people i mean all companies have goals like you said a goal like okay we're going to hopefully sell 100 of these and i i I don't need to give me the number but i I, didn't you say you blew that number out like you guys had a number and had to keep like going back to the drawing board
1: yeah so we i felt like we were pretty aggressive i don't know if conservatively aggressive is actually a word or a phrase but i like it uh, i mean that's kind of something you go in and you're you're like this is what i think we can sell um but you also don't want to put blinders on and think that you're just going to go out and, and kill it immediately right so We set this number and we've actually ended up tripling it on the forecasting side of that. So everything's coming in is now tripling that number. That's Uh, so awesome. And it's really just breaking the market here more or less in the last month or two. So
0: before, you know, I was in retail archery, Mm -hmm. you know to be so any of my business acumen, the little bit that I may have, you know, it came from, you know, working for Jim Widmeyer managing his archery shop, but I didn't know anything about manufacturing. So it's really cool to me to hear people talk about stuff like that, like we have forecasts. And it really, if you're not into that industry or, or you don't know anything about manufacturing, that's super important. You have to make those forecasts. And like you said, you don't want to go too high because right. otherwise you're sitting with a ton of inventory. If you make any tweaks to the product, you're sitting here with a whole bunch of old inventory. And of course, you have a lot of money invested in it. And if you make it too low, then you got a lot of people backordered and trying to get your product. And, and so it's also though, speak super highly whenever you have a product that you put a number on like okay i think we're going to sell 100 of these and you get orders for 5,000 or whatever right, that right. number is sure. you're like woohoo, but then it's <laughs> like okay now we got to kick into high gear sure and i think it's been fun watching you know you and me went on a hunt in nebraska for example and it was really fun because it was really before the bog was ever released right it was yeah. before the i say the bog but before the bog death grip was released yeah. and i had a prototype we were testing and you were like hey let's go do one Do a hunt in Nebraska, and we went with those guys over Deer Meadows, Mm -hmm. and what a blast! I mean, we bow shot beautiful mule deer bucks, and you know, that's what I love about you guys—is you're testing them in the field long before you ever kick a product out. And I've griped, I guess, bitched is the word to use about engineers before because sometimes (laughs) engineers drive me wacko. It doesn't matter whether it's a tractor or truck or you know my archery equipment, my you know my other hunting equipment, rifles, whatever. Even boots, you'll have guys that'll design things and then I'll go and buy it thinking it's a certain way and you're like, I don't think the guy that designed this ever wore boots or has ever been an attractor or has ever had to deal with these issues that I'm having in the field. So I love the fact that you guys, when you come up with something, there's guys like you that are end users and you're out there, you're an avid hunter. I mean, you and me talk all year, like, oh, I'm going turkey hunting. Ooh, what kind of bird? What are you seeing? Or I'm going coyote hunting or deer hunting. You know, we swap pictures on trail cameras. So I love the fact that you're the brand manager, but you're out in the field testing products. You've got guys out there like me, pretty lucky, to uh, to be out there testing those products, you know, before they ever go out, and I'm able to get my input. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, this is this is awesome. This you know, this could be tweaked in my opinion. Or man, if you could make it multifunctional, if you could put a camera on it, or if we could do this and that. And you guys have tweaked that now, right? Your new yeah. model. Wh- wh- what's the new Death Grip got coming down the pipe?
1: Uh, can't talk about that stuff right oh, now. Oh, but, I'm uh, sorry. That's all right. Uh, but we we've got some uh, some uh, hopeful.
0: Some cool stuff. Yeah, hopefully. Did you guys do anything with my disco ball idea on the top?
1: Uh, I mean. For parties? Maybe maybe not. Okay, for we For the retail doing. sector, but <laughs> <laughs> we, might, we might sell that, you know, the wholesale. <laughs> with them the party, just, yeah. what is that, party center or what's yeah. the name of that? <laughs> it was just what a was thought. So yeah. I just threw That's, that out there. <laughs> it's probably not our base, but, you know, somebody wants to buy it, whatever. <laughs> the disco death grip. you know <laughs>
0: Oh, oh <laughs> I should probably not said that. That's so I got, got a ring that, right? to it. But... Right. I should have trademarked that. Just <laughs> <death grip. laughs> hey, we may start something totally new there. Yeah, so, that's what worries me. Bog, <laughs> <laughs> Bog Falls under, though, American Outdoor Brands, mm-hmm. and you guys own everything. You know, there may be somebody listening right now that goes, Bog, you know what I mean? Or, you know, Bog pot. I've probably heard of it. Maybe my buddy has one, whatever. But I guarantee you've heard of a lot of of the companies that that's under the umbrella American Outdoor Brands. So it's kind of interesting as I learn more and more about the industry, and I'm sure since you got in it, when you were a kid, you're like you just knew oh, of yeah. different products. You didn't think of, oh, man, okay, there's a big parent company or maybe there's a whole lot of different companies that own different companies. So this is kind of fun, and I hope you guys find it as interesting as I do. But American Outdoor Brands, you can go to what? A, is it aob.com? dot ao aob and check them out. But can you list – I'm gonna be. I'm gonna put you under no, I'm the gun dry. here. I want to <laughs> see if you can list all the different products that American Outdoor Brands
1: owns. Well, so we we kind of dabble, but we actually play in, a, in three different market or uh, sectors: uh, the firearms side of it, and outdoor products and accessories. And we have manufacturing capability as well. Uh, so firearms, everybody's going to recognize who who kind of r- leads things here. It's Smith and Wesson, uh, M&P by Smith and Wesson, Thompson Center, Performance Center, and then. Actually, right before I came to the company, they picked up Gemtech suppressors and accessories. Uh, then you kind of get into the outdoor products accessories, which is the division I work in. So you're looking at Crimson Trace, Laser Light, Bog, Caldwell, Frankfurt Arsenal, Tipton, Goldenrod, Hui Man, Imperial, Lockdown, Charade, Old Timer, Uncle Henry, Wheeler, Bubba, and UST.
0: But you guys have a huge umbrella that houses a ton oh. of different companies how did how did you get into it how did you get that how did you get the job as brand manager uh actually there's a lot of people and i say that because i always ask these questions because when i was a kid Mm -hmm. fred bear you know what i mean there were a lot of guys jack o'connor elmer keith i read anything i could get my hands on archery rifle anything that had to do with shooting hunting didn't matter i loved it you know what i mean my dad always got guns and ammo you know that was his you know you know, man uh, guns and ammo magazine came and i couldn't wait to pour over that and i would always go and buy bow hunter magazine right but i would always wonder like how do these guys get so lucky how do they you know you know there's so many guys out there working jobs that they don't enjoy you know what i mean but yep. you know hey you got family and bills and and, and things you have to do mm-hmm. and you know my dad for example he got married young he had kids really young he didn't have an opportunity to maybe pursue his passion, you know. He got a job with the state because it was comfortable and it was a, you know, job where you got good benefits. But I think it's really cool to for people to pursue their passion, and that's what I've done. Yep. And I like to carry on and 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 I guess pass that on. If there's kids out there listening to a podcast, like you know, my boys do, give me some information on how how did you very first your first job really in the industry was, you know, to be I mean, with Midway. Right. I want to know kind of how you broke into the whole outdoor industry, and then how you went from there to Bog. I mean, did you just fill out a resume? Did you know somebody? So give people that may be listening like a little a little information on how you got into this really cool job of being the brand manager of Bog.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like Kind of like what you said, you get lucky as well. So uh, when I started out of Midway, I had no idea who they were, like my dad did. And he's like, you know, I was working at a publishing company back home right out of college, and it was great, but it was not what I went to school for, and it's not something I was passionate about. and. Uh, so he's like, Hey, why don't you check out Midway? You know, that was just something like that. And, uh, something simple that I would have overlooked. And, and then I, you get into it and like I said, you get your finger into it and you're stuck in there and now you get, you build all these relationships. So basically I was at Midway for 11 and a half years and Midway actually used to own what is the outdoor products and accessory side that used to be Battenfeld and Midway owned that when I was still at Midway for several years. So I had, you know, some of the connections over there as well. It was here in Columbia uh, which was nice so I had some connections over there but then also just kind of putting my resume and you know checking the website and and uh, I enjoyed what I was doing but I was looking to grow a little more and uh, kind of expand a buddy of mine we always talk about expanding our base right learn learn other skills that make you more valuable as you go up and uh, so that's kind of what happened I came in as the, the product manager the only product manager at uh, American Outdoor Brands it was Battenfield then and uh, within I think it was 10 months I became the brand manager so transition over to that so basically as brand manager you're marketing manager you're product development manager and you're kind of a business unit manager so
0: you wear a lot of hats
1: wear a few hats yeah so (laughs) hopefully uh, hopefully I wear them not crooked you know like hopefully they're on straight (laughs) and everything's good but but honestly kind of what you're saying earlier if you're talking about trying to get in the industry you know it's not a route that I took but a lot of guys are doing internships whether that's filming or whether that's just kind of going out and helping do land management for uh, people just kind of keep an eye on things and
0: great idea and maybe, yeah you
1: know or a rep even a sales rep or something like that there's there's a lot of different ways to break in this industry and honestly if you're just a good person you work hard and you build those relationships you'll you'll be stuck
0: that's awesome yeah i encourage everybody to get in the outdoor industry because i just think there's so many good people i'm a little biased but it seems like most of the people i met are very um they have a lot of the same interests that i do obviously um they're mostly family oriented, you know what I mean? Sure. And, and faith-based people, yep. you know what I mean? To be honest, it just Absolutely. seems like a lot of them are just good people and, and I like hanging around them. So really cool. And you and me kind of hit it off and, and, and have had a good time. And I think it's cool that you also came from a family mm-hmm. that, that were outdoorsmen. I oh, mean, yeah. your dad's an yeah. avid hunter. Yep. So you grew up doing so, it like I did. So it's really cool. And there's a lot of people out there that have that advantage of, grown up and and hunting and go to pursue that. Yep. But I, I know people that man, it's amazing that gravitated to hunting that didn't get introduced to it by their parents or or even by a relative. They watched maybe a TV show or right. picked up a hunting magazine and just started figuring it out and going. Yep. So now if they're out there looking for jobs, I think it's always cool to to let people know like American outdoor brands or all the different, you know, what I mean, companies that, you know, that I guess is under their umbrella. So if you're looking for a job, there's a ton of different companies that you don't even think about that you may have an opportunity in if you're looking in the outdoor industry and I guarantee most people that get into the outdoor industry spend their life in there oh, because yeah. it's just a it's just
1: a cool group of people. Well, and it's like you said, you I mean it's you regurgitate. So a lot of the people that when I was at Midway, I worked with people at three or four different companies sometimes because they kind of you stay in the industry and and I would say you know it's not everybody but I'd say most people even their competitors are friends I mean it's at the end of the day you know business is business but they're all good people we've probably all worked together at some point I don't know how many people I've worked with in the industry at Midway or just you know they called on me at Midway that they may be competitors, but you're never not going to be my friends. So,
0: that's a great point. And they're all they're the common thread is they're all outdoors people mm-hmm. and, you know, they love being outdoors. And what's cool is you're out here, you're at our place, you know what I mean? And we're shooting the range and we're testing out some products. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I gave away the, you know, the bog disco ball. But other than that, <laughs> we're testing out some new stuff, which is really fun because you guys always have, you know, new stuff coming. Sure. But you've also got another guy that you work with here, yeah. Jared. I know sure. you call him, uh,
1: the Lunchbox. The I mean, Lunchbox. actually just Lunchbox. That's awesome. Lunchbox is a an nickname. Up. And this is not a little guy.
0: Lunchbox is a giant. <laughs> like, he walked in, I'm like, all right, not going to arm wrestle that
1: guy. He's the guy that actually ducks to go under door hinges, and I'd have to jump and still not hit my head on him. So
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a big dude. I took a picture of him with Michelle. I'll have to put that on this podcast. I took yeah. a picture of him with Michelle, and it's awesome. It's like, it's like Andre the Giant yeah. next to – you know what I mean? When he was, he was, was next shooting to Michelle. With Trent yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crazy, when he was yeah. shooting with my son, yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. But he's like the nicest. He's like a gentle giant. Like you, know, you look at him at first, and you're like, "Oh,
1: that's an imposing dude,"
0: and then he starts talking to you, and you're like, "Oh, he's a totally nice guy. Yep. I could take him." Yep. No, I'm just kidding. And he's I can't hilarious.
1: Take him. <laughs> he is hilarious. He's got a story for everything. So he's a he's a good guy.
0: Oh, and he's a heck of a shot, man. He oh, he yeah. grabbed the pistol. And I was like, and you're always gauging, and you know, I'm pretty confident that. You know what I mean? I, I'm above average. You know what I mean? I'm going to say I'm, I'm an expert shooter, but, you know, I can pretty much hold my own in most of the categories. And, you know, man, we went up to shoot handguns, and that guy grabbed the handgun and was just like, bing, 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 and he shot the plates. And I'm like, uh, okay. He's, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be able to shoot against
1: him with a speed plate round. And that's everywhere. He, he actually uh, was on the Mizzou shooting team back in college so him and actually my boss matt kinnamore see so those, he didn't mention no that. he didn't he didn't he said he only shoots handguns oh, he's sandbagged me. he is absolutely
0: yeah yeah i watched him i watched him shoot against trent i'm like okay i'm good <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun shooting and i'm gonna grab uh i'm gonna grab jared lunchbox and uh i'm gonna get him to come talk to us a little bit about uh and he's more on the on the product side
1: he, well, he's still a brand manager. Right. He's a brand he's, manager, yep. but
0: he's under different products than Correct. you are. Yeah.
1: yeah, so he'll do Frankfurt Arsenal, uh, Tipton, uh, Wheeler Engineering, or actually it's Wheeler now, right. and then he's doing Caldwell and as well Caldwell right now. And then the Caldwell side, yep. which
0: is the lead sleds and all the good stuff we've oh, been absolutely. shooting off of. He's a busy guy. Yeah, no, he sounds like a busy <laughs> guy, and he's a good shot. God, yeah. it still kills me. I'm going to take him with a pistol next time. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of practice. Jason, thanks so much for sitting down with me. Yeah. We literally just stepped off the range and I'm sure we're going to go back out there in a minute, but, uh, I'm going to talk to Jared, pull him off. He's behind a rifle right now, but we're going to go grab him and we're going to finish this up because I want to get some more information on some of that stuff. And I want to talk to him about the product side that he's brand manager for as well.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Thanks for having me today.
0: All right, buddy. All right. I think uh, Jason went back out to shoot some more guns and I am now sitting here with Jared Grove and, uh, Sure. this is the first time we've been at the shows before, but it's awesome having you out here at, at our place and, you know, shooting guns. And, and you know, I, I mentioned this earlier. You, you never really know anybody, I think, until you hunt with them or shoot with them or hang out with them a little bit. And you're awesome. You're fun. you got some great stories. You, we know a lot of the same people. And, you know, I like to think that I'm a, an above-average shooter. I am by no means a professional shooter. I'm a hunter. But I enjoy shooting long-range. But... I was I was kind of watching to see how people were shooting, and and my son was all excited because he's you know he shot with Jesse Harrison, so he thinks he's getting to be quite the pistol shooter. And uh, you stepped up there and shot those plates, and I was like, holy chowder! There's a guy I cannot ever outshoot with a pistol. So you have obviously shot a lot. Uh, I, w- <laughs> I want some history on your shooting before we start talking about what you do as a brand manager.
2: Yeah, so we shoot uh, handguns every weekend. Uh, something me and my wife do together as a couple with a friend of ours that's awesome uh, okay see now it's all coming together yeah so we shoot uh uspsa with the pistol shoot a little three gun uh but grew up shooting uh shot at the university of missouri uh columbia with the first shotgun and before that shot 4h growing up so i've grew up shooting my whole life
0: that's awesome so did your dad get you into
2: hunting and shooting was your dad an outdoors then or shooter uh, he was a little bit, he hunted a little, uh, mostly, uh, to, to put meat on. He liked, we liked venison, you know, and that was the way to get it. Uh, he farmed a lot and, and, uh, was also a mechanic. So it wasn't, it was very little time for him to hunt a lot, but it's something that he encouraged us to, to do as a uh, kids growing up. So that's awesome. So yeah. you got yeah. to planted
0: that seed and it, and it, it took growth in you. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So, how did you get into, you know, you're the brand manager for a lot of products that people have heard about. So, besides Caldwell, it's also Tipton, and who else are you the brand manager for? Uh, Wheeler
2: Tools. Yes, sir. And Frankfurt Arsenal Reloading. Wow. So, a lot of different companies that people out there have heard of. Right.
0: How did you get such a cool job?
2: (laughs) So, uh, initially started working at a small sporting goods store in college to get uh, money for You know studying mostly is what we spent most of that money on yeah (laughs) Uh, and uh then i went to work for bass pro uh as a hunting sales associate and and worked my way up there a little bit that's awesome an awesome organization Yeah, yeah it was great uh even did some new store setups with them and and met a lot of people uh even at the corporate office and stuff um have and you been that, to the Wow Museum? I hate to interrupt, but have you been? Have you seen that yet? <laughs> I have not. My mother uh, went through it before they even opened it. She was one of the people that kind of helped get the oh, wow. the water wow huh. situation for it. Right? It <laughs> was uh, that. Is that you've got to go? Did your mother say it's? Oh, just she said amazing? it was unreal. It's, it was amazing. The Wow Museum I'd plan a whole
0: day. She yes, said it will take you all day. Oh, and I, 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 I was there all day, like twelve, thirteen hours, and wanted to stay. Like. If I wouldn't had to go, I would have spent the night somewhere and looked through it all day the next day. It's amazing. All right, so sorry. So you worked at Bass Pro Shops.
2: Yep, yeah, worked for Bass Pro, and then um, worked for uh, went to work for Midway USA as a product specialist for ammunition and reloading. Um, thanks be- for your business. <laughs> yeah, thanks yeah. for your business. <laughs> <laughs> right? I love saying that. Uh, mostly because of my background with reloading from from shooting so much. Um, so I got that. Uh, worked there for 7 years in different divisions did some shooting and self defense uh work uh worked with uh and and worked in optics last before joining American Outdoor Brands nice
0: and uh, did you put a uh, a job application in did you know somebody I and I say this so, Jared, yeah. I asked, I asked Jason the same thing we have a we have a lot of young people that listen to our podcast and people that you know I tell people to pursue their dreams and I say that because my dad and I mentioned this earlier you know my dad Got married very young, had me and my sister very young, and had responsibilities right away in life and had to get a job. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a stable, you know, maybe something that had health insurance and, you know, everything else. And wasn't able to really probably pursue things he was passionate about because he was such a good dad. You know what I mean? It was one of those things that he was that buckled down, that generation that just, by gosh, just went up and do. I was very fortunate because I, you know what I mean? You know, and there's trade offs in life, but I played (laughs) for a very long time. I was able to pursue. Really, what I was passionate about you're obviously you have done the same thing you're right. you you're an avid shooter you know to be in recreational, so you enjoy shooting with your wife and you enjoy shooting rifles and you enjoy everything about you know the hunting the fishing the whole nine yards. but how did you
2: get that job? I guess is what I'm trying to ask people the um, people are curious they say I really started working uh for me from the retail side, and just I started as a sales- oso- hourly paid sales associate yeah you gain that knowledge and then, and obviously got a degree. Um, actually I have a ag degree, so it has nothing to do with marketing or business at all. But, uh, like I say, got, because of my knowledge of, of shooting and all that, uh, that got me my job at Midway. Midway got me the exposure to, uh, merchandising and all that. And, and really, and it's also contacts that just you make through, uh, through being in the industry it doesn't happen overnight um you know at american outdoor brands i actually work for uh my boss was somebody that i shot on the shooting team with and we've always been good friends so i kind of got a heads up of uh all the big changes that they were doing uh you know over a year ago um with all the expansion and all the growth and Right, buying some other companies yeah. and things like that. Yeah, and so we talked about it and I was like, you know, uh just as the next progression, um it was it was an advancement uh opportunity for advancement, so uh left midway and went to American Outdoor Brands and That's awesome uh, and you're having uh, fun there obviously. Oh, it's <laughs> it's definitely when you say follow your passion, that is uh this is it. Um you know you I would say everybody I talked to. I I literally just talked to uh, a guy's mother at a at a wedding a couple weekends ago, and her son got a job out of college working in our uh, order input at American Outdoor Brands, but he wants to be in marketing. And I was like, well, that's that's how you start. You know, get your foot in the door somewhere. Yeah, learn the product. Right. And I was like, and then you know you move. It's a lot easier to. Move once you're in the door, right? You know, but I think it's neat that you you work
0: with Caldwell and you work with Franklin and you, you know what I mean, and you work with Tipton, but you're a shooter, and and I, that means I can't tell you how much that means to me. And I, I you know I talked a little bit about you know about that with Jason. That there, there's there's people in other fields, I guess, and I guess I I don't know. I don't want to call them posers, but you know they're they're in uh, industries that they're not really. They don't really care about the product. They don't care about uh, the organizations that are involved around it. They don't care about the future of the business that they're in. And what I love about a lot of the guys in the outdoor industry and you and and Jason, we included in that, are guys that are forward-thinking and looking and and genuinely care. You know what I mean? You care because not only is it your job, but it's your passion. You're an avid shooter. You're involved in, you know, competing with handguns. So you have experience and you're working in a hunting industry, and you're helping develop, design, and market products for other hunters and shooters
2: and, and people that are passionate about it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a really unique industry, I think, and you'll see that. I've seen that at every company that I've worked for. You'll have, like you say, it's not a, uh, we're not selling cars or something like that, you know. It's, it's something that, it's a lifestyle and that's kind of what, uh, you know, that's it's how I have to explain it to people It's like, I don't shoot for a hobby. Like, that's not, and you don't hunt for a hobby. Like, it's, it's, it is a life.
0: Yeah. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. 100%. So,
2: and I just happen to get paid to live my lifestyle. So it's, uh, I couldn't imagine not right. doing it. And just, you know, if I had to go do anything else, I don't know what I, I'd be lost.
0: I know it. That, <laughs> that, that, that's such a great, that's such a beautiful way of putting it. Because once you get in the outdoor industry, you want to stay in it. Yeah. Because it is something, one, you're passionate about. Two, I think you make such – I've got friends for life, you know what I mean, through the industry. You know, they're, they're, they they're just seem to be – and I'm biased, but they just seem to be better people. You know what I mean? You know, I like a lot of the people in the industry Absolutely. because they not only are passionate about what I care about, but they just seem to be better people. That's just – you know, and I've commented before, like, for an example, I have a – you know, as you know, I'm a guy I have an outfitting business, and we have never – had anybody bounce a check that that didn't take care of it. Like we've never been stiffed in 20, I think it's 26, 27 years. How many businesses I wonder around the country could say that, right? It's just, the, <laughs> it's just the people, you know what I mean? It's the people that, you know, to be like, it's just, it's cool to me. I, I like that part of it. And let's talk a little bit about some of the products that you're the brand manager of, because again, going back to the fact that you're an average shooter and, and you know, you're, you participate in the sport. That's super important to me, and I think it gives you a better feel and you're able to market and you're al- able to help design and put input into the engineers on, on, you know, what's important for a shooter. But let's talk a little bit about Caldwell. Um, everybody I, – I, I mean, s- literally, I don't think I know anybody that's a shooter that doesn't have a Caldwell lead sled. That's right. pretty much a staple when you think of Caldwell, <laughs> right? I mean, right. It, it, when I think Caldwell, I think Caldwell lead sled. That's just – you know, but you guys have a ton of other products. So talk a little bit about some of the, you know, some of the really cool things. You know what I mean? I know we can't talk about all of them, but talk about some of the ones that, you know, are key to you, like the brand new
2: Hydra sled, for example. Yeah, yeah. The Hydra sled is kind of our next generation of lead sled. Um, we're always continually improving that. The cool thing about that, that that sled was designed by the same engineer that designed the original lead sled. Wow. So I didn't like know he that. he's that's been cool. there yeah, Dennis has been there and just developed and you know and it and it's feedback it's not one person like I don't think there's a single product that we make that's one person's input, input. it is the whole everybody like you get the hunting group the the harvesters come in the shooting like it it's everybody is is listened to and and the opinions are polled and. Uh, so it, it, and it really shows in the products that it's right. uh, the, It's designed and by people that are using them. There you um, go. Designed it, by it end users. shows. Yeah. yeah. And it, like
0: the Hydra Sled with the water. I mean, that's that was just that simple. I like that, that you said that. And, and I, I love that you shared that with us, that the same guy that developed the original Lead Sled is the guy that developed the Hydra Sled. Because the Hydra Sled, it, you know, I guess I never really thought of it because it was such an innovative product. That, you know, the Lead Sled, and everybody has one. If there was one downside, which I never considered because there was never a product out there like it, is you do have to get that bag of sand or you do have to go get some shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And usually it was lead shot. You know what I mean? I would always, yeah. I would pilfer some out of my dad's, you know what I mean? You got the shotgun yeah. <laughs> got shotgun shot or, yeah. or you'd buy some
2: stuff to go fill it up. But with the hydrosled, lead, you literally just fill it up with water. Right, and I, lead shot has gotten so much, so much more expensive over the years. Right, you have to store it. You have to pack that out to the range. With the HydroSled, sled, the water is basically free. You yeah, fill it up, dump it then out. When you're done, done, you dump it out. You don't have to haul that back. And it's super light. And, Do you yeah, know the you don't have to store it. What's yeah. the, what's the weight of the HydroSled? sled? 17, Seventeen or eighteen pounds, I think, uh, empty, and then it'll go up to thirty-five, I think. That's cool with, with the water in it.
0: And that reduces what, like ninety five percent? Ninety five percent of the recoil, felt that's, recoil. Yeah, that's impressive. I mean, yeah. and that's what makes it. You know, because there's, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I'm a little over two hundred pounds. I can handle recoil from almost anything, but I don't like it. No, <laughs> you know, I, I don't like shooting even. You know, I shoot a two twenty three so much at coyotes and stuff that I grab a three hundred or a three thirty eight or you know anything. Really. It's like, man, I don't, I don't really want to sight this in. <laughs> You don't right. know it, I don't want to get banged up. So yeah. it's so nice to put in a lead sled. And I tell guys, that to me is that natural progression. And, you know, sighted in on the lead sled or now the hydra sled, which I'm excited to use, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty new. So I'm excited to get out there and play with that. But then I tell guys, practice how you're going to be shooting. If you're going to be shooting off your backpack, shoot off your backpack. If you're going to yeah. be shooting off, you know what I mean, like I do a death grip or, you know what I mean, yeah. or a bog tripod, practice off that because as a shooter, you know more than anyone – it will make a difference downrange, especially long range, changing up what you have your gun up. No, absolutely. It's, hu- it's huge. Yeah, people yeah. don't realize that. And I think it's great. I think the lead sled, the sled, great ways to get guys in, get them dialed in, get them right, you know, real close. But don't trust that to take that then in the field and go try and harvest an animal. You know, unless yeah. you're just going to be shooting steel plates. You know what I mean? Right. With it, for that, it's perfect. I don't think I've shot, except for the rimfire challenge where we were shooting <laughs> golf balls. and everything I shot today... Was off the lead sled. Yeah. You know, there's no reason to change.
2: Huh. What it's, else do
0: you like? What, what, what are some of the new products in your line, whether it's Caldwell, whether it's Tipton? You know what I mean? Let's talk a yeah. little bit about those because those are brands that everybody knows. Besides, besides the, the Hydra Sled, what are some new ones that you could talk about that are super
2: cool? Or what can you talk about yeah. that's coming up? Well, for Caldwell, we definitely have uh, our, another big one is our target camera. Our side and target camera. We have the long-range one that we used for shooting the mile. Yep. So awesome. Yeah, and a lot of guys don't need to go to the full mile. So we came up with a side-in version this year. It's $250, and it'll go 400 yards. That's cheaper oh. than, a spot, than even a cheap spotting scope.
0: That's what 95% of your guys yeah. are shooting at. Anyways, yeah. you know, most people aren't shooting over 400 yards. So basically, the target camera is just to explain, because there's a lot of people that don't know. Why don't you break that down and explain what the target camera is?
2: So the the original long-range target camera will go out to a mile. It it works with our free app that you just download on the App Store. You can record video or take pictures. You can measure your group size on that app. Um, You have a camera that you set up down at the target that has a Wi-Fi transmitter. And then for the mile, there's a receiver back by where you're shooting at. So that, that whole system, you have two pieces, one down at the target and with a camera and then one back at the, at the firing line. The sighting camera just has the, it's the same thing, but just has the part, the camera and the transmitter at 400 yards because that transmitter is capable of going 400. Nice. So you don't need the antenna and it saves a lot of, it saves a lot of the cost. It knocks it down right Uh, a couple hundred bucks
0: well and it's so handy because then you don't have to go back and forth and back because i'm sure people are out there like me and it doesn't matter what you have you know what i mean really for a spotting scope especially if it gets really hot you know what i mean you're going to start getting heat waves and it's really tough to see you know what i mean and even you know what i mean even today we were driving down you know what i mean i was like you know man i got to drive down and check that if we didn't have the target camera on it so the target camera is a really cool option and you know what i mean like jared said you just set it up And it's literally taking a constant video of your target. And you've got your phone, your cell phone back at your shooting bench. And every time you shoot, all you have to do is look at your cell phone and you can see
2: exactly. It's like
0: you're standing right next to the target. Yeah, and and multiple people
2: can log on to the same camera. So that makes it kind of interesting when... Oh, you have well, a group so, of your buddies. Oh, yeah, watching uh, you miss or yeah, hit. Yeah. It, uh, it, gets, it gets pretty interesting. And the, I, like,
0: I love the record feature, too, because you can literally record it. So, like, when we were shooting in a mile or shooting in a half miles, you know what I mean, we would set the camera and, and literally video what we were doing. So it's really cool, and it also adds a little credibility. Like, you can go, hey, look, I'm not oh. joking. I really shot that golf ball. At 100 yards you know what I mean? <laughs> or i really did hit the target at 400 you know yeah. to be with this and and that stuff that, that it makes it fun so that's a yeah. that's a cool new thing you've got
2: what yeah. else you got uh we came out with a sitting height carbon fiber AcuMax bipod so we had the 9 and 13 inch models we came out with a 13 to 30 um really marketing that more towards the hunters Mm -hmm. uh, especially the predator guys that are using the ars and and stuff like that it has a ball head so that it'll it'll allow you to shoot on uneven terrain and and shoot those tracking you know big predator (laughs) they (laughs) don't stop (laughs) yeah Yeah, they're moving constantly uh it's really good for that we we've put a few out uh with some of our predator hunters last year and and they really seem to enjoy the the sending height one for for that um and it's lightweight; it's carbon fiber, so it actually is quite a bit light, right? Lighter than your traditional steel uh, tube bipods. And what else do you yeah. have that you would?
0: Uh, is there anything else that you would go, man? This is a really cool one. Like, well, we were playing with the, you know, the steady. You know what I mean? The the table today. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I say table. You know, basically the gun vice. You know what I mean? The yeah. Tipton gun vice to me. Yeah. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, the standing ultra gun vice from Tipton. That so Tipton's always. We've always been well known for the gun the the gun vice and then the best gun vice and uh we had our ultra and and that really came from a prairie dog trip again it comes back to you know these engineers and and brand managers we don't we don't just you know yeah you don't just sell it that's you're, a great <laughs> idea you know it comes from from us being out in the field and and we'd shoot prairie dogs and the end of the day you had to clean the guns and like man where are we gonna where can you get 20 people to clean guns and you know it was like yeah, sliding off we- tables yeah. or knocking yeah. on your tailgate yeah, and yeah it just it didn't work great and it was like somebody was like we should make a stand for one of these and you're like yeah it needs to fold up and it was one of those things like the minute you saw it you're like uh, that should that's how that should have been done from the from the beginning yep. in my opinion that's exactly was, what we need <laughs> yeah so uh yeah everybody's been going crazy over that we have that uh the mm-hmm. one that we brought and showed you today as a whole unit, we also sell just the standalone for somebody that's already bought one of the Tipton gun vices. So, you so can they upgrade. can adapt it and upgrade yeah. one of their other ones. You can oh, upgrade cool. your uh, – and it will work with any of the original Tipton vices or the ultra Vice. See, so, I didn't know that. And what's yeah. handy about that is it's standalone. And I say standalone in case somebody's just trying
0: to picture it. You know, they can check it out. What, what website would they go to to see that?
2: Uh, that one's going to be at um, – battenfeldtechnologies.com okay battenfeldtechnologies.com they can roll check way, it out btibrands.com oh,
0: btibrands.com yep. okay no sweat so to yep. see see the tips and gun advice, you know what I mean btibrands.com check out you know what I mean? The the gun vice. But one of the cool things to me is it's not. When I think vice, I think it's something that's mounted on a table. You know what I mean? Like because that's the we use them all the time when we're breaking equipment or trying to hold stuff to weld or whatever. But this is a standalone. You can walk around it 360. I was sitting on it today because I was trying to show people. Like I'm like you don't understand. This is a solid. Yeah. This is a solid. It didn't budge. Yeah. So like, no, this it, is it, solid. It, it, yeah. That's really, that's cool. Okay, so what else? So we got the gun vise, yeah. talked about the hydra sled, because you guys have so many other cool products. Now, Tipton, on the Tipton side, you guys have just come out with a whole line of basically cleaning products. Is
2: that right? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're expanding that line out to be a full gun cleaning line. Okay. Um, we were always known for our deluxe carbon cleaning or carbon fiber cleaning rods and the gun vices uh, and I bought them. Yep. Yeah, I, I, and, and <laughs> I've
0: got some of your cleaning. Our bags. Uh,
2: ultra ultra jags and stuff, and ultra brushes. Uh, but we didn't have solvents, oils, uh, CLPs, uh, your grease degreasers. So we came out with a full line of that. Gotcha. So um, it'll cover everything. So for everything. Bore, guillotine um, bore.
0: You got oil too, I assume. Yep. Um, do you have some kind of lubricant at all for you know
2: what I mean? ARs or you know some of the. Semi-auto handguns? Yep, and we have uh, a CLP that'll okay. do both. Um, a degreaser that'll strip all the old stuff. Copper solvent and a bore solvent. Nice. Yep. Nice. So we we have pretty much all the bases covered for any of the cleaning uh, supplies you might need. How often do you... Cl- Here's a question for you. I, I just uh,
0: We're talking about this. How often as a shooter, how often do you clean your guns? And I, I say that because well. I was talking with like... Kyle Lamb, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Viking tactics, super guy. You know, we get along great. We have a big time together. We hunted together and shot together. And I asked him one time, I said, hey, Kyle, how often do you clean your gun? You know, because he's a big AR guy. He goes, uh, when it stops firing. <laughs> Basically, I was like, okay, God <laughs> which, which really blew me away because he's like an amazing shot. Like I watched right. him shooting prairie dogs offhand. I was like, man, Kyle's the real deal. Of course, he's, you know, SF, yeah. special forces. You know, the, guy, the guy's an animal. But – that kind of blew me away, and I was like, wow. And you hear all sides of the spectrum, and I'm sure there's some shooters that may be going, man, do I need to clean it every 10 shots? Do I need to clean it every 50 shots, every 1,000 shots? In your right. opinion, as a shooter and a guy that's done some professional Uh-oh. shooting and right. competing,
2: I want your opinion. I clean my guns. It, 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 all, it completely depends on what it is. Like my rimfire that we're shooting, I won't clean it until the accuracy falls off. Same way with any kind of long-range target rifle. If it's a target gun, yeah. My competition guns, I do the same way what Kyle does. When that competition gun (laughs) quits running, it'll get cleaned. You know, if you're using that gun in a situation like that, yeah, you can be pretty lax on your uh, cleaning regimen. If it's something that's really important, though, like a hunting rifle or a self-defense gun, then you're going to want to make sure that that thing's... Tip top. Yep, hundred
0: percent. So, it, like I say, it no, that's, that's great to it know does. though, because um, I mean, when you do clean them, then that's the time to clean them right. That's when I do the copper solvent. Right. That's when I do the, you know what I mean, man. Yeah. I I strip only clean all clean the them, fouling out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like when I do clean, it's like because it's a, right. it, it, it's nobody. I love shooting guns. I don't know anybody. That enjoys cleaning guns no oh. i just don't get into it it's a mess you, <laughs> you stink you know what i mean I, I was doing some chemicals the other day i was using some and it, it was like don't get on your hands and i'm like oh my gosh i've been i just had it on my hands i'm pretty sure i picked my nose i mean i got i'm, I'm gonna drop dead you know any minute so it's like you know, i gotta wear rubber gloves now to clean my gun so i mean it's nobody loves cleaning their gun that's just a fact
2: yeah and, and it's stuff like that ultra vice the standing ultra vice that makes it easier because i mean nobody's uh, I mean, I've heard a few people, but I question their sanity when they say they enjoy cleaning firearms. Right. They're it's a chore. Or they're weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not fun. I want to shoot it. I don't want to kill
0: yeah. it. Uh, but, yeah. That's why I had kids. Right. Exactly. Clean the guns. Yeah. Hey, why don't you guys clean the guns? <laughs> <laughs> Get down in the cracks and crevices. That's good news. I'm glad to hear, uh, you know what I mean, uh, uh, a shooter. You know, to be the guy oh, who yeah. shoots a lot, say, hey, man, you yeah. don't have to do it every – because I know some guys – do you know those guys that are like, oh,
2: I've got to clean the gun? And they go through this hole. And I'm like, really? And some of those guys are now shooting me, so I think they're, they're, no. there's nothing to it. I, I, I'll be 100% honest, on, especially on the competition guns. If, if you want to call it cleaning, I'll wipe it off <laughs> to keep it from rusting. And then before it gets shot, I will wipe the old grease out of the pistol, right. put new grease on it, but as far as like scrubbing the barrel and doing like cleaning, no, only when, when it, it needs it. Yeah, when Perfect. bullets when bullets aren't going where they need to go or <laughs> it's, or it's jamming. Yeah, it's time to <laughs> time to clean.
0: I love it. All right, other cool products. Uh, is so, there anything uh, else that's on your like top three list? Like you go, man, this is gonna be a real hit. You know, this is gonna be a real winner for us. Like the the Hydra yeah. Sled, done deal. I know done. already that's friggin' you know winner.
2: Yeah, on the uh, Wheeler Tools side, we have the a uh, new armors wrench is coming out uh, for the guys that want to mod- modify their ARs. It's uh, cast steel, has a molded rubber handle. It's really comfortable. And then a upper receiver action rod that locks into your upper receiver. So when yep. you're changing out your your barrel nuts, that it it locks in so that the barrel doesn't take a tumble onto the floor. Not good, no, it's not. Yeah, everybody's had that happen. If oh, it's with the worst, ears, it worst sound <laughs> you'll ever hear. <laughs> um, but it also, since it locks into the barrel extension, it doesn't put any pressure on your upper like a traditional clamshell would. And it also works, it doesn't require you to remove the optics. Um, oh, that's pretty handy. Yeah, it, so, yeah, you're just and it works with any like billet or forged, it, it locks, and like I say, and then it has a gas tube alignment pin, uh, tool so you can actually tell if your gas tube, if your barrel nut has a gas tube section. Um, so that's the big things that we have for Wheeler. Nice.
0: And see, I, <laughs> I've always used, when I think of Wheeler, I think of the uh, levels uh, for your scope. Yeah. You know what I mean? For leveling a scope. Because, you know, I think, I, I don't know your opinion, but, I man, it's maybe not as big of a deal as, you know, my dad was one of those guys, you know, you know, all right, it's got to be dead level. <laughs> and, and, that, you know, is a,
2: that is the key if you're going to use, especially these guys, you look at the way it's gone, long-range shooting is becoming way more obtainable. Oh, Fac- yeah. With the... F- factory guns are, are getting are unreal. Accuracy. And then And the yep. factory ammo. Oh, yeah. You know, that horny stuff that we shot today that, that matches.
0: Oh, that match ammo. It's like it, reloading it, yeah, was it, 20 it, it years ago. It literally rivals, exactly. Oh, yeah. You can't reload it's, and get that kind of. You,
2: if you're loading better ammo, then you are using really good equipment and you know what you're doing. And we've shot quite a bit of that stuff. Oh uh, yeah.
0: And I mean we're banging stuff so, out to a mile with yeah, And
2: then and then you look at the scopes and everybody's got these you know, first focal plane scopes with the, the holdover in it and if if you don't have that scope that reticle level, you know, that that holdover is is no good. Yeah, you're blowing You're blowing. Yeah, you're going to be off to the, the side somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's really
0: important. So that's yeah. what I like. I guess when uh, you know, long before I ever met you, long before you know what I mean, I even started working with American Outdoor Brands at all. It was I was buying Wheeler. You know what I mean? Just to level the scopes. You know, and I was like, man, yeah. I like that scope leveler. Well, that's cool, man. Well, I, yeah. I've had a blast. Just you know, pardon the pun, since we've shot thousands <laughs> of rounds of ammo. Um, you're you're a great guy, and and you're a great yacht, and. And like Jason, you know, who I've mean? had a relationship with. No, you're a good shot, man. I had a great time. I, I will say, we, we, we my son was pretty dangerous with a shotgun. Oh, man brutal. He can shoot. Trent can shoot uh, a shotgun. Two-time champ. Undefeated. Yeah, yeah he was. He went, He did. He cleaned the course yeah. twice. With, we were playing Break-A-Chip break with like seven or eight people and <laughs> Trent won it twice. I was so bummed because I wanted to beat him back. <laughs> and he beat me <laughs> twice too. But Break-A-Chip such a fun game. But it's been fun, man. You and Jason, both great guys. Both brand managers. You have really cool jobs. You get to do some really fun stuff. But I'm glad you guys came out. Showed us some cool product. I'm glad even... Even more so that we got to shoot together because that 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 to me is fun. So you know, it's it's I appreciate you taking the time and sharing some of the information about products and also how you got started in the industry. Because yeah. I encourage everybody to do what you're passionate about. You know, it's it's it makes it makes every day a little better.
2: Oh yeah, it it is. You you have to do it. You don't want to if you like shooting and, and hunting, get a job. Uh, the get a job industry. in the industry, and and. It will open up doors. I mean, and, and like I say it, it's cool working. Like you said earlier in an industry where like-minded people, you never have any. You know. Yeah. Uh, it. It. It's, it's. I don't think you could say that about anything else. No. Nope. Uh, like any other job in the world, you you can get this great of a group of people to work with. I agree.
0: I think we're both biased, but I agree with you 100%. Prove me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, thanks again, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me. Thanks for having us out. All right, buddy.